Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Mabel. And I'm Mitch. And you're listening to Sex, Head and Chill. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5 of Sex Education, and our topic for today is sexting. Woo! Uh, some arcs for this episode. Maybe notice, have a little kiss. That's the major <gasps> arc, obviously. Uh, but also, Maeve has a bit of a fight with Amy, started by some money stuff. Uh, Ruby just needs some time away from Otis, which I think is fair. Uh, Viv is sexting with her boyfriend, but there's a bit of a mismatch in what we want to be doing. Uh, Lily and Ola have a fight about always being in alien fantasy land, which, fair enough. Uh, Hope, we find out, is trying to have a baby unsuccessfully. Uh, Jean has a pretty bad interaction with a medical professional uh, realizes that her and Jakob are not meant to be, and then he asks for a paternity test, so big episode for her as well. Uh, Jackson and Cal take shrooms, have a great time, make out, uh, but then some weirdness happens. Raheem has possibly one of the worst days ever, uh, <laughs> makes some bad decisions, and is unexpectedly saved by Adam. And Miss Sands just is in charge and holding down the fort while Colin is doing nothing. Uh, and they, they do agree to move in together at the end, which was kind of cute. Yeah. I thought this episode was really good. Like it was amazing. And then I thought the end when he was like on his knee, I'm like, holy shit. Like this is like a perfect <laughs> way to cap it off. I'm like, mm, I'm actually glad that they didn't because it kind of makes sense. I think but, it was oh. even more perfect. Yeah. Miss Anne's response to it. I was like, yes, love it. What are, yeah. what are you talking about? Um, We've only been going out for less than a year. No. <laughs> yeah. How about we move in together though? <laughs> yeah, it's cute. We love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. This is an awesome episode. Yeah. Like, so much happens yeah a lot as someone with gut issues i just like the whole raheem storyline made me so anxious because it's like it's the fear it's like something bad is going to happen when i'm out on a trip i mean i don't know whether i would have put my hand in a sock and then picked it up and thrown it out the window that was that's all raheem there i'm not in part of that fantasy makes you do weird (laughs) Things, yeah, you know, like you're just trying to solve a problem under intense pressure. And <laughs> yeah. you don't have a lot of. Options. I mean, it doesn't help with Cal and Jackson banging on the door. Oh, during their yeah, trip. so bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, bad you don't want to be the person who clogs the toilet on the bus like that. You're just so never going to live that down. But then again, you also wouldn't live down the person who threw their shit out the window and hit a yeah. car. I kind of think. I don't know. Like it's a it's it's a close call, but I kind of think shitting yourself on a bus is probably le- like less bad. Well, like definitely less bad, possibly less memorable than being the guy who put his poo in a sock and threw it out the window and caused a bus crash. Yes. You know? Like Yeah. Yeah. Like There's a little bit of sympathy yeah. mixed in with the like having a bad time in the toilet. Uh but the other thing that's all you <laughs> the car crash was like crazy and yeah. dramatic though like so... why is, why is neither party like breaking at any <laughs> point like they're just continuing to drive in manic swerving patterns and they never turn off the windscreen wiper which is obviously for comedic effect well, well it was yeah. very in character for the coach driver because the whole trip up until that point he's just like overtaking cars yeah in, like the opposite lane and like he's making cars drive off the road like yeah not a good look. Yeah. I mean, I assume, Mitch, like, it's all set up. You you saw it coming, right? Like, you knew the poo was going to land on that window, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <sighs> but, I mean, it led to, I think, the most interesting thing that happens in this episode where it's sad also, but where Adam says that it was him, he, like, takes the yeah. fall for it. I really, like, it makes me so sad to hear his rationale, which is, like, well, I'm always going to be the fuck up. Like, mm. I may as well continue to beat the fuck up. But yeah. an interesting character decision and also uh, an interesting, you know, growth in their relationship as, like, people who are both in love with Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like how we sort of get the the boy's chance at a it's my vagina moment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my, my poo. poo. No, yeah. it's my poo. <laughs> Beautiful. And then I think Mr. Hendricks is like, this isn't Spartacus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wild. 
Uh, yeah, that whole thing, it was just so perfectly done. I mean, the fact that, you know, they're in France, the, you know, the family in the car only speaks French. Yeah. Somehow no one else has enough French to get through this. Indictment. Why is the French teacher on this yeah, field think- trip, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Raheem's I mean, the only one, and so yeah. he can just keep it going. <laughs> Mistranslating <laughs> slightly from what the driver yeah. is saying. While I was watching the episode, I couldn't help but think like, like the past seasons, like where we were and like where we were feeling. And I feel like this episode has finally like all of like the story plots that we've been building towards actually reached a point in this episode mm. where I feel like last season, they just kept dragging themselves and they're all jammed into the last episode. Mm. But this episode was like so refreshing. It kept us engaged as things actually reached like a climax here. Yeah. Like so many different story plots have like reached a good point and never don't know where it goes. So big improvement on last season i think well yeah it just happened a bit earlier right like we're only yeah. just over halfway and we've had a bunch of conflict yeah <laughs> and now we yeah. have to deal with the fallout for the rest of the season the bus also provided a vehicle for maven otis to be left at the fuel stop uh, yeah i mean that was also just oh, like no. ridiculous like they had they had to write this so we could have this beautiful Maeve otis moment but like mm. The, the two random yeah. travelers that replaced yeah. them on the bus so that the headcount worked and they were sitting right at the front and yeah. they didn't say anything and no one noticed them until right when we realized Maeve was missing. So they just thought it was like like just like a normal public bus. I'm assuming, yeah, like right? anyone can catch this bus. <laughs> Where it's yeah. a bus full of school children all in yeah. uniform. <laughs> yeah, this Look, is fine. Let's not pull on this thread. It yeah. led to no, it was great. good moments. Um I do love that it was just this recurring joke that nobody had noticed that Otis was missing. Nobody, literally no one. It was only because Maeve was missing that they turned around. Because Eric's away. So like, yeah, that's else? a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of that moment, like it was amazing, but I messaged the, the group chat. I was like, this is really frustrating at the same time. Like, what is Maeve doing? Like, yeah. why is she like pushing Otis to tell him? Like, what's going to happen? Like, obviously nothing good is going to come out of this but something good did come out of it i mean yes but like just drama i mean obviously yeah. it's a tv show, so. yeah i mean she just needed to know right like because mm. i don't even remember now what because isaac tried because Maeve did ask him what it said right mm. and, and isaac said sure something he, do you remember yeah. what he said just, i think he said some weak sauce like oh yeah. he apologized and he stuff apologized. yeah 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 so maybe i had like I had it in my mind. I didn't actually do it, but it would be good to go back and like compare the two. I would love it if they had literally have him re-say it word for word, like he remembers it perfectly. Uh, but I didn't actually double definitely. check. I feel like he was pretty close. Yeah, mm. I think it was abridged though because the original was longer. Sure. Yeah. Um. Finally, some like bold moves from Otis. I think even be able to admit fully what he said. Mm. Um. Well, I mean, he's like he had that whole thing with Ruby where, like, I know he, I feel like he's been through a bit now. I feel like now he because he's like, Well, Ruby, I had this whole thing with Ruby where I didn't know I couldn't say I love love you to her, and obviously, he's reflecting on that. He's like, Wow, I, I obviously love Maeve here, so I feel comfortable in saying that finally yeah. to someone. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, because because obviously, like, he dated Ola all that way back, right? And he did yeah. say, I love you to Ola, and she was like, No, you don't. So yeah. he's like had this whole journey of self-discovery with what those words mean to him. Then he did say it to Maeve and meant it, but she never heard it. Yeah. <laughs> then he yeah. then he couldn't say it to Ruby because he'd sort of like learnt the gravity of those words. And then now he was finally able to say it to mm. Maeve in person. Yeah. Quite a ride. We love to see it. And I think what happened with him and Ruby earlier in the episode was probably the final piece, right? Ruby being like, yeah it's definitely over and I need space from you he's like mm-hmm. it's giving him permission to just like decouple from he got that closure that he yeah needed. yeah I kind of thought he was being a bit annoying yes like it, yeah like that like him kind of needing her to say that she didn't hate him yeah and I just feel like he could have just like read the vibe a bit and just left her alone already like yes I mean, it didn't help that Miss Anne's put them in the same group together. Yeah. Mm. Um, Maeve and Amy? Yeah, that was probably... A lot of the good things happened, but I obviously I didn't like what happened. 
but at the same time it was like really good good writing and good interactions and it's just yeah interesting to finally see not that there's been tension between them but like the differences in their life finally build up yeah. to this clash yeah. and it's- we got a lot out of it because like it started with her just like it started all positive like I hooked up with Isaac mm. and mm. Amy trying to tiptoe around the Otis thing and maybe just being like no I'm into Isaac now and then yeah. we kind of see where Maeve's head is with that later when she does actually hook up with Otis yeah um and then the the perfect interrupting text message from Anna where we find out that Amy paid for the trip and not mm. Anna um and then this sparks a whole fight between them which I have like mixed feelings about this because watching Maeve I'm kind of annoyed at her and like I feel like she's normally more right about things than this but then I like that you know this is a reminder that she's a human being a flawed character like she's mm-hmm. not actually perfect all the time and this is a big issue with her. yeah it's a thing that's come up multiple times in the show so yeah. far right uh, and like I agree with you I I'm mixed about it I can see both sides which is you know cliche at this point to say both sides have an important thing to say but like you know, I think Amy needs to hear that her attitude to money is different from other people's attitude to money. And she needs yeah. to understand mm-hmm. that that causes differences in the way that people live their life. But also Maeve does need to be less proud, which is what Amy said. Like, yeah, there's no like, malice think... in what Amy's doing. She's not expecting anything. Yeah. And she's it's not like them. there's, honestly, there's just no downsides to her accepting this kind of money from people like for mm. a school trip. Yeah. Um, it's not like she's expecting handouts all the time or anything. And no. um I yeah, because I do think Amy does sort of call her out a bit and say that you're always too proud and like what like why is this such an issue? I don't think Amy sort of gets it enough to be clear about mm. her point. Yeah. I think Amy's sort of more on the right track than Maeve is in this argument, but Amy also doesn't totally get it. So just a lot of bad communication there <laughs> and then this, this builds up on another ongoing plot point that we've had with the steve debacle between amy and steve yeah. and um it sets it up to i don't know i don't yeah sets it up to as i said be an ongoing thing i just interested to see where that goes and have no idea yeah i find the steve and amy thing is sad i think like definitely that part of the fight with maven and amy was was sad because i'm kind of like yeah maybe's probably calling it like how it is yeah um but i ship steve and amy so hard yeah that i like just want them to go back to how things were um yeah i but... kind of expected on in the evening on the way back after they'd had the fight when steve was like checking in with amy i was kind of hoping maybe that amy would have yeah. heard what may have said and taken the opportunity to be less of a people pleaser uh, but she didn't. So that, I guess, will continue to be. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I get that. Every, everyone does things in their own time. Oh, God, that's a hard conversation to have. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, I was just hoping that that would yeah. happen. Yeah. So heartbreaking. So it's just what, like, after hearing that conversation, thinking about it, and then seeing Steve kind of be like, you know, it, it's okay either way. Like, I just mm. want to know. Yeah. And she still can't really tell him yeah. how things are. Sad. Speaking of Steve, I really like the uh, the pairing of him, Kyle, Adam, and Raheem as they're touring the the uh, the cemetery or the memorial. I don't know; it's just really fun. Steve really stepped up this episode, and it's about time. I love this and Steve. <laughs> love Steve. Yeah, yeah. Love. Um, the other kind of thing throughout the whole episode was Viv and her boyfriend sexting, oh, yeah. which obviously yeah. we're going to talk a bit more about later. Um, I quite liked the way that that sparked off the kind of disagreement between Ola and Lily, I think, because mm-hmm. that, I think we, we've had hints of that for the last couple of episodes where yeah. Ola's like, oh yeah, sure. Let's do some alien stuff. Great. Uh, and yeah. it was like a nice, like it felt like a real way that that would come up, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well-written. I think so. Definitely. Like I think stuff like that comes up all the time, you know, um, a couple is giving advice to someone and then they realize that they actually disagree. About yeah. <laughs> really common. <laughs> um, and so similar to like Adam and Mr. Groff last week, how we talked about how we could see um, parallels there. It's the same with Ola and Jakob. Like they, just well, especially in the scene where Jakob and Jean have the fight in the car. Back to, on back to that is the the fight they have about like they don't believe in aliens or Lily does. That's mm-hmm. where they have their fight. That so it's right on the back of that. So it's interesting to see how 
Lily's stubbornness similar to Yakub's love. Mm. If you see it as stubbornness or not, it's right back on the back of each other. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I have to admit that I am definitely team Ola in this particular debate. Like... Yeah, yeah. Do you think, like, she's mostly fine until she does throw in the word silly? Like, yes. she's mostly fine when she's like, I just don't want to do this all the time. And, think, yes. and then she's like, I just don't want to be in a silly fantasy world. And I'm like, oh, if you had just left out that one word, yeah. I could mm. still be on your side here. Yeah. Um, I think Lily is being a bit unreasonable. I think she's yeah. She's clearly not thinking about Ola's side of it as well because it's always aliens, 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 and like, especially it was a few episodes ago where Ola was clearly not okay about the situation at home, and oh, she yeah. she starts to talk about it, and he's like, oh look at this, the eighth or yeah. whatever the alien website was called. Yeah, because like, yeah, the whole start of the conversation, Ola's just very much like sometimes, like I do like it, just not yeah. all the time, and that's mm. like. It's really not totally too much fair. to ask. No. And, and Lily just completely shuts down. I do wonder if, because so far with other people, obviously like outside of a romantic relationship, I think Lily's been pretty comfortable with people not thinking at all like her, you know? Like yeah. she doesn't really care if no one else believes in aliens or likes her stuff. Um, I think she must have just gotten really attached to the idea that she was in a romantic relationship with someone who did. And so the idea that they weren't even a little bit just like put her in super defensive mode. Well, I think and, even um, recent events with basically Lily's identity being a take a, taken away from her at school because mm. she can't express herself like that. Mm. I think she really relies on Ola to be able to express herself like that with her. And when she hears the opposite from Ola, she obviously gets pretty defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Maybe one last thing to talk about. Uh, they're trying to... How do we think they went trying to humanize hope a little bit with yeah. giving us the like IVF backstory? Because um, that really does feel like what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, you know, yeah. don't think she's so bad because look, she's struggling too. And I'm like, mm, doesn't have to make it, it the student's problem though. It doesn't <laughs> no. feel very well integrated. Um, no, like it, like it is exactly what you're saying. Like they're they're very clearly trying to humanize her, mm. and it just comes across very, uh, I don't know, like bandaged. artificial. Yeah, mm. um, and it's not really weaved in with any like relevance or I don't know. It just it does it feels very tacked on. Yeah, I guess the um, the some the like the feeling we're meant to get is like, oh, she's just really sad and frustrated because of this thing happening in her personal life. But there's no greater connection with the kids at the school. It's yeah, just yeah, she's just taking it out on them, which I don't know. Well, she like, is, she's still an asshole to the doctor as well. It's not like I mean, as you would, you'd be def would be defensive in that situation. But yeah, I mean yeah, that bit doesn't... I didn't really have a problem with. I can understand being frustrated by the system. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't need to be rude to the doctor, but she wasn't, yeah. right? But she that's was very just much like, like, yeah, that's very much hope, like within Hope's character. Like, she's yeah, yeah. the head, the headmistress of a school. She likes being in control. She likes telling people what to do, and she would like attempt to do that in her medical appointments as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it all could have been better written if somehow they like weaved through something around her like insecurity around fertility issues and IVF and going through that process with mm. the SRE curriculum that she was trying to implement um, yeah. instead of it being like so explicitly like extreme abstinence only if she had mm. done something that seemed emotionally connected to her I could have accepted it a little bit more even if like I don't know how they would do this but like a shared appointment with Jean and her as well I don't know because group therapy yeah I mean I don't, I don't know how they would do it but it was so I feel like we spent a bit of time there where I think we all prefer to be back on the trip mm. where if they kind of shared like a similar scene together where we could still explore both I mean we did parts. get a little conversation between them at the front desk which yeah. I really enjoyed because Jean was clearly like I don't like you I don't like what you're doing and I am very happy to tell you about all the reasons that you're wrong mm -hmm. which totally on board <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yeah you know and I feel like I feel like we'll get more of that too as well yeah. I just feel like it would have been good to set that up hear a bit more but yeah yeah even like i've seen the episode before and even watching this again i was almost expecting more of a parallel between jeans and hope's appointments there like we sort yeah. of see them together and i wanted more of a through line because they like they both had sort of negative ish experiences mm. for varying reasons and like it was i don't know i kind of wanted more parallelism there maybe <laughs> yeah it would have been nice but oh well 
Um, still a good episode. Still um, a good really good. So, well, uh, favorite and least favorite character this episode? Hmm. Uh, Colleen and Colin and Emily, like the uh, Mr. Hendricks in oh, the yeah. sense. Yeah, they're always so fun to watch. And are they your favorite yeah, or your least favorite? <laughs> no, my favorite. My favorite. My favorite yeah, character yeah. from the episode. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it to Adam because I think his moment did a solid. was just mm. winner. Loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I'd just give it to Miss Sands. I think Mr. Hendrix, like Miss Sands went in and fucking plunged that toilet. Say, and Mr. Hendrix was standing in the back just like gagging. It's like, go away. You're not being useful. Yeah, yeah but it was funny. I'm not saying like it was oh, like it was funny. <laughs> I'm just saying sure. as like a as like as a viewer, like yeah, it was just like so it much was fun to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved her talking through it. Like I thought I would be like delicately yeah. pulling out the creative talents, and I'm instead I'm plunging this shit in a toilet. Yeah. I don't know if I have a worst character. I mean, mm. oh, I maybe I want to change my best because I just thought about Viv just making the decision to not dub in everybody to hope over her text oh, yeah. message um i think that was a good thing for her to do to be part yeah. of the team not part of the fucking administration hey. yeah. yeah um it's which maybe cool. then hope for like texting a student to find out what's going on in a school trip boo it's a bit strange thumbs yeah. down <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's really weird hmm. yeah what about um mr groff during the trip scene when they're tripping and he's on the bus <laughs> will always be head for it. I don't know. As you said, there's not really any anyone that doesn't. I think that. like um, and this is harsh, but like there's not a lot of choices for like I don't know. Mm. Like I think a, there were a lot of flawed moments by a lot of characters in this episode, but not mm. enough to like villainize yeah. them or anything. But like, given that Adam was my favorite character in this episode. Eric, Eric pissed me off when yeah, he to, we haven't talked so about like this. Adam messages him, I miss you. He's like mid-text and then completely <laughs> yeah. forgets about him. And yeah. I'm like, you're in a committed relationship and like you're now apart for a period of time. You can at least make the effort to respond. Just say then, miss like, you too. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It takes like, two you, seconds. Talk to you later. Like yeah. so Eric mm. is in my naughty book this week. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I have, I have an actual answer now. It's the doctor that Jean has. Oh, that's a yeah, good point. Good yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. We <laughs> forgot about him. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. I'm so glad she yelled <laughs> at him. I know. I, I loved her whole just like frustrated feminist rant where yeah. she was like, I'm appropriately angry, Jacob. Do not show me up. Oh, another one. Here they are. Oh, of course you listen <laughs> to the man and not the pregnant lady. Like yeah. the whole thing was just excellent. Oh, so on board. <laughs> yeah cool cool so good episode yeah good episode as i briefly mentioned earlier viv is attempting to sext with her boyfriend for most of the episode in in dribs and drabs uh he has a very particular fantasy that he wants to explore through sexting yeah uh and viv is not as enamored with the medieval peasant life which yeah yeah. Uh, but like they're clearly both trying to get different things out of it, right? Like she yeah. is in a public bathroom in the middle of a trip trying to get like a quick wank in. Yeah. And he's trying to like do a long, a long kind of like, thing, yeah. Like foreplay. Like if she was sitting on the bus, this could have been hot, you know? Like she yeah. wasn't in a position to like finish or anything, but she could get into it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start the topic with just a question for the room. Do y'all sext? Because I don't. I I am too awkward. I just think it would. I wouldn't get yeah. into it. But I think this is an important. I think an important point to start with is like, mm. how do we define sexting? Yeah, sure. Right, because I think when I was younger, I was like under the impression that sexting was a much smaller thing. Like it was maybe exclusively like sending nude photos. Like I thought that mm. was what sexting was. Mm. Now now that I'm older and wiser I realize sexting is basically everything you know like like suggestive gifts can basically be yeah. sexting, sure you know and text-based fantasy as we saw in this episode I guess yeah. once you move to like video calling then I would not call it sexting yeah, think, I'd call it cyber sex I think you can send yeah yeah video calling I think is is sort of like the equivalent of phone sex now yeah um, but I would say like sending short video clips still kind mm-hmm. of comes under sex like voice memos video clips 
sure and any other snapchat messaging yes snapchats all of all of that stuff comes under sexting um so so you're not into any of it like not any like text of like any suggestive nature not more than like a handful of times in my whole life i just i feel like i've heard too many bad stories about people's nudes being leaked and yeah when it comes to like text space stuff i just don't think i have the mind for extended fantasy (laughs) role play uh and video is like i don't want to see that video accidentally later so i just don't record them in the first place yeah yeah yeah. no personally so i'm like a hard no on nudes like don't send them like i don't send them and i also like don't really want them like they just Mm. don't really do it for me um but in terms of like you know texting foreplay like yeah i won't do any like videos images voice clips or anything Mm -hmm. but like I feel like I naturally just got into sexting and like before I even realized that what I was doing counted as sexting, you know? Yeah. So now that I know what it is, I definitely do it, I think. Hmm. Mitch? Yeah, I have a way with the words. Oh, <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> so you're Viv's boyfriend in this scenario. No, no, no. I don't, no extra, no extra bullshit. It's just like, as Mabel was saying, like. Yeah, my sexting is like based in reality. Also, I will say like, I, I'm more of like a foreplay sexting. Like it's, sure. it's like, I don't think I to would get ever, things going. It's not like the main event of sure. anything. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in my research for this topic, I was watching a few videos about sexting, obviously. And uh, something I picked up, I don't think it was ever explicitly said, but I definitely get the sense that sexting is better in like a relationship of some kind rather than just like someone you've seen a couple of times or you've hooked up with like I think that established like established what you're into which maybe wasn't happening in the episode we're talking about but also just like a shared language and a shared understanding of what you're into and what you want to do and like how you want to talk about it like sex yeah yeah although you know (laughs) hookups exist yeah yeah yeah. but like yeah I've, yeah. communicating people have different opinions about whether sex is or isn't better in a relationship but i think a lot of those things are true also yes uh and i guess i just haven't it's been a long time since i've been in a relationship and i feel like maybe it'll happen for me maybe i'll get into sexting as well next yeah. time i feel like well like when i was on dating apps and stuff it would just sometimes like it like if i like when i was on dating apps and just looking for hookups hmm. you know and like everyone like you you're both there for that the chat kind of like swiftly goes there because you just start talking about yeah. what you actually want to happen. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you're just saying what you want to happen. And then before you know it, you're sexting. I did a little bit of, I tried to do some like, you know, uh, published research, research on sexting. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about um, like guys sending unsolicited dick pics which is fair enough because it's a real problem uh and guys you need to stop sending unsolicited dick pics seriously please i'm being like are there any stats (laughs) at all on whether like it's gone down at all because i just uh nothing that i could see I don't know. I just feel like we've been like collectively yelling into the void for a long time that like unsolicited dick pics are by definition, you know, not wanted. unsolicited. And yeah. I'm just so curious if like it's had any effect. I mean, I would hope so. What is a confounding yeah. factor, it did come up a lot just randomly in my research. And so I decided to read a bunch of papers about it. Uh, there's so much research done about how the frequency of sexting changed once everybody was in lockdown, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, Makes sense. uh, What is interesting is that from the things that I read, it's a bit mixed. In some places and in some populations, it did go up because, you know, you're stuck indoors and you can't do anything else. Uh, But in some places it went down. Uh, It was definitely much more common for it to go up in uh, people who are in relationships. So... Yeah. Um, because you're sort of like trying to replace something yeah exactly um and what was in what i did find interesting and it relates to the whole like unsolicited dick pic thing is that um the depending on the type i can't remember where this was this was like in a specific country but uh depending on the type of sexting so whether it's text uh photos with clothes on but suggestive photos with clothes off or like videos or photos of actual sex acts um the reasons that people sent them was different so uh for people like doing suggestive photos 
uh, it was because they wanted to or because they wanted to like um, it was all about like relationship ap- affirmation and it was a, it was a positive thing self-directed the more explicit it got uh, the more likely it was be to be because they felt pressured to which you know uh, it didn't I didn't find anything talking about gender, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume that it was because guys were pressuring their girlfriends to send them nudes. Let's yeah. just make that assumption. Get angry mm-hmm. at me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't feel like there's anyone that's listening that would get angry at that. Well, I hope so. Listen yeah, they probably would have gotten sick of us a while ago. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just remember like um back when I back when Tinder was new, I remember like the first version of the app had the ability in the messaging function to send images. Oh, what a quickly, silly mistake! I know, <laughs> they had to very quickly shut that down because oh, like dear. the first however long that Tinder was launched, a whole bunch of women got a whole lot of dick pics. <laughs> yeah, and so I assume like all the dating apps now don't have that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm on a few of them and I I don't think any of them have it. Yeah, they brought in GIFs instead, I think as like a replacement. Even on stuff like Grinder and Scruff, which are more explicitly for hooking up and exchanging sects of various kinds, uh, it's more often done in the way where you can make an album that you can then share with mm. people. So it's like you're not messaging them an image you you just it says a thing that is like matt has unlocked his private album that you can go now look at if you yeah. want to and then which i like as a solution yeah that's a good idea that. yeah yeah so that is a good way of doing it yeah. more apps should do that yeah honestly like, that's pretty good yeah i mean you know i think you'd still maybe get a little bit of discomfort but like matt has shared his private album with you but at least you're not getting a dick pic <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, but you don't have to look at it. I did yeah. my usual check for, like, what are the Google autofills with sexting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so just, like, there's a lot of, like, is sexting cheating or not? Or, like, um, is sexting, like, a crime? Does it ruin relationships? Like, all of that stuff. Um, there's a lot of, like, like what, what apps are safe to sext on. Hmm. Um, so people, like, Googling whether you can do that or not. Um, I feel like it's basically Snapchat, like- right? No, it's 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 not. Like I used to think that as well, and then I found out pretty quick there's some pretty dodgy ways that people can screenshot yeah. without you knowing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah hmm. Snapchat's not a great one. I remember, like, because a lot of it. I mean, when I was just looking into it, the the main stuff on the internet I found anyway in terms of just like what is available, like what common articles, not research or anything, but a lot hmm. of it is like here's how to sext well like there's a whole bunch of like how-to guides and like examples of what good sexting is Mm. which i think is similar to all the like here's how to have good sex stuff like it's not super good useful to people like i think sexting similar to any kind of sex is like figure out what you and your partner like and then just do Mm. that but it there's a lot of um sort of um collections of really funny sexting examples which is nice and then the whole other half of it is like the dangers of sexting right like how Mm. to text safely um all the risks that come with it um and I think this is why I personally abstain from any image sharing because I just like the internet's a big uncontrollable place you Mm. know like it is very difficult to get stuff out there but um it seems like younger, I, I don't know, like, did you come across any stats in terms of like age demographics and prevalence of sexting? I mean, most of the research I found across the board was exclusively on like 12 to 18 year olds. Like there wasn't much discussion about older people sexting. Yeah, Although there was I one think- paper that I can't quite remember what the like, the, you know, the point of the article was, but I do remember them calling out that there was a bit of a there was like a lot of sexting in teenagers and then less sexting in like millennials and Gen Xs and then it goes up again, which I love. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because yeah. um, that was sort of my assumption. And my, like, so I've worked with students in schools a lot. And in some of the schools I've worked with, there's been like a particular, we've run, um, we've run, we've actually like brought in legal um, mm. representatives to do a sort of like workshop on like the dangers of sexting and like how that overlaps with child pornography laws. Yeah. And I've, I've literally been like sitting in classrooms where we t- like someone tries to talk about how like sending 
a nude to someone is risky and like every every student in the classroom is like what we do that all the time like what are you talking about sending nudes is so normal everyone I know does it yeah um and I just it it doesn't surprise me that you know we we've kind of we, we've got a, a couple of gener well we've got a generation coming in now raised with iPhones in their hands and like, yeah I, it just seems like dangerous sexting is up a rescue <laughs> so, yeah, disaster there's a, article, there's a whole bunch of articles out there on like what to do how you can do it safely how to talk to your children about it there's some mm. like m- the more family value um kind of websites about it do a similar sort of abstinence only approach mm. to trying to get kids to not sext as opposed to like educating and advising on how to sex safely there's some good guidelines where they're just like um if you have to like leave your face out of it maybe like watermark it choose a platform um obviously try to only do it with people you trust there was some interesting like detailed guidelines around like if you are going to add a watermark and like you don't have to be like very technologically advanced like in whatever app you can just add text on top of it or something Mm. um if you're sending it to multiple people change the watermark so if it does leak you know who leaked it sort of thing like that was classic a clever idea yeah um but yeah heaps of that (laughs) and i think it's interesting like child pornography laws are trying to like keep up with the rapid changing to obviously like we're not trying to like punish a bunch of children for living their lives but it is a tricky place yeah because the reality is is if somebody does share it online against the wishes of the or at all if they share it online at all people who want to use it as child pornography can get access to it so like you are in effect making it and it's yeah legally complex Um, as you asked before matt like if there's any like safe ways to do it like if someone wants your photos they can get it like if you put it on the internet so yeah just definitely be aware of that there is no safe platform no and you know as Mabel said, keep your face out of it. Keep your name out of it if possible, you know, using a handle or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there were Actually, there was some even more explicit advice around like if you are going to send a photo from your phone, screenshot it and then send it because you remove a lot of the metadata on your phone. Yes, that can give them 100%. more information about yourself. So that, yeah. that was also stuff that I didn't know. Um, again, I just kind of like avoid it all to say, so I don't think too much yeah. about how I would do it. But this was very interesting to read. Yeah, I I find this interesting because uh, something else I like was reading about as part of this was uh, I was thinking about like, like sexting is not a new phenomenon. Text messaging is, but writing horny messages to the person you're into is definitely not. Uh, if anybody wants to, you should go look up James Joyce, the author's uh, letters to his girlfriend, wife, lover, not sure, uh, because they are fucking raunchy. And it's like Ooh. the Victorians, like they may have pretended to be all buttoned up, but they very much weren't. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's funny because we're talking about like sharing people's, nudes right uh Mm -hmm. but james joyce's love letters to his partner are freely available to read on the internet so like his stuff has been shared i don't know whether he gave permission for that to be publicly available i guess they're both dead now so less of a problem but still kind of funny in context any good stuff in there or oh yeah yeah it's not what i would write but like it's definitely (laughs) like clearly they have a shared language of love (laughs) yeah yeah. I don't know, what's there to say about sex? So in terms of like in terms of when I think about sexting, it sort of goes into those two halves of like, I don't know, how to sext, how I want to sext, who's doing it, and then mm-hmm. like the dangers and risks of sexting and how to like do it safely. Like those are kind of like the two buckets. <sighs> what else yeah. is there to say? <laughs> I mean, I, I'll link a really enjoyable i link a lot of her videos but sex explanations did a video called how to sext which i really enjoyed mm-hmm. she doesn't really go into the kind of security side of it and i think that's nice sometimes to just like even to just yeah. think about it without worrying even if you don't end up mm-hmm. doing it just to kind of think about how you would feel about it and she has many many suggestions for many different varieties of sex in that video and i would highly encourage people to watch it because it is them. like even though i don't really do it i was like yeah maybe some of this could work maybe with the right person <laughs> yeah i think yeah like it's not for everyone and it's just like normal sex like communicate like draw a line if you need to draw a line like not everyone has to be into the same thing and like there's compromising and sometimes there's not yeah yeah. and like what you do with someone that works might not work for someone else yeah it's it's kind of all the same stuff we usually say yeah i mean i guess my feeling about it is like 
for the people who can like really get into the fantasy and the headspace, like more power to you. I wish that mm-hmm. I could suspend disbelief well enough to to make that work. It's just not doesn't work for me. So keep going, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Time for Mitch's media mania. Um, so just a uh, a full warning is that this is more of a piece of media that's more about phone sex. Sure. I'll kind that's of fine. In... Yeah. So. I, I was doing digging. I wanted to do more like on songs. I feel like there's lots of songs about sexting and phone sex. And I was looking for more, more current songs, but I found a song that was more, well, the earliest song I found was um, Billy Joel's 1980 song, Sometimes a Fantasy. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to jump on this because it's the oldest one I could find and it seems interesting enough. And yeah, it's about phone sex. So it's a classic rock song with solid guitar riffs, solos, he sings very aggressively, which is very uh, confronting sometimes about phone sex, but it's still a good listen. So you definitely should listen to it. it uh, he explores obviously fantasy and uh, it's about a man who desires and is tempted in the middle of the night to have phone sex with his long distance partner. As I said, it's not specifically about sexing, but phone sex where the overarching themes of all they need is fantasy, just kind of what Mabel was hinting at earlier, like making up the fantasy as you go, sexual innuendos throughout the song, and obviously he's searching for his satisfaction, which is similar to the show in a way with Viv and her partner. Um, another thing that I found really interesting, I watched the music video, and especially in the mid, well, that mid-70s to early 80s, like there was a really big rise and boom of the quote-unquote art of the music video. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, so... I really feel like the the music video itself aids in conve- um, conveying the meaning of the song. And of course, you like to see cool colors and cool imagery and stuff like that. But in aiding the story of the music, the song, um, so the Billy Joel's character is pretty much just him in like a dirty, seedy city apartment where he's like calls his missus, his missus, well, that's really Australian. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> he calls his partner who's in like a really like white, pure, room like it's really well lit and like it's like a white mansion and she's in a white gown which is obviously it's conveying like he's in like in a dirty city room but she's like all this pure yeah and like she's like pure and she's like being yeah it's really it's really strange and like the whole time like he's like really keen like on the phone he's like really desperate but she's like kind of resistant to like what's going on so obviously women, the same women yeah. don't get involved in sexual that's exactly that's like like back in the day i'm like is he trying to convey that like there's something deeper between the two genders, like the, the two roles that genders played throughout sex, or even like the outlook that uh, that the, that society at the time had on yeah, sex. Yeah, I would question whether he's trying to subvert anything. I think he's just doing the trope, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Men I don't are know. horny, dirty animals, and women are pure white angels that we sully with our mm. dirty thoughts yeah so yeah, i really like the song well it's like it's catchy but yeah. i don't know if it's like my favorite song but just yeah the music video in itself is what made me pick the song and it's just very very strange in that sense. Mm. um while you're talking about that i can't believe i hadn't thought of this sooner um a really obvious piece of media that talks about sexting is the bo burnham song sexting oh i did bo watch burnham that inside yes which i love and i'm now just like singing in my head because i love the entire bo burnham inside everything and the outtakes that are out now um sexting is amazing if you haven't watched bo burnham inside go watch it or at least just like watch the clip from sexting um it's, it's so pretty good. good i'll link it in the show notes the lyrics are great like yeah it's 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 perfect i can't believe i didn't think of that sooner <laughs> And remember we were talking about earlier when I was doing doing my research when I searched up sexting songs, it kind of like relates to what we were saying before, like what um, falls under sexting, where most of the songs are more about phone sex rather than sexting itself. So I just yeah. thought that was interesting as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like there was a whole phase, or at least maybe amongst my like social group of like emoji sexting specifically, mm. which I think kind of comes up in the Bo Burnham song a bit and came up in things, you know, like eggplants. You know, I feel like yeah. eggplant emoji, mm. water droplet emojis, mm. peach emojis. There's a whole sexting emoji set. There is. I I would question, and maybe I'm just out of the loop. I'm not cool enough, but surely that <laughs> wouldn't continue for very many messages, right? Like, could you have a whole sexting session just using emojis? I feel like, I don't know, 
Maybe I think not so, enough but I also me. think like maybe you're expecting a little much from like what a sexting session is. Like I yeah, think sure. you just like sext intermittently. It doesn't have to be very long, and sure. it doesn't have to go anywhere. But it's still sexting. I can't imagine people doing that like continuously, but rather just like something they're throwing in to spice up their sex life. Just I like think it would. can definitely drag on as a bit of a game because I think already some people try to have extended conversation, like non-sexting conversations, yeah, yeah, only when in emojis. Mm which is a challenge and then it is and then it's just another challenge to try and keep it sexual in nature with only emojis i think that definitely happens yeah fun Fun. all right let's go trivia trivia let's do it scores are currently tied 18 apiece and i was very tired when i watched it earlier so Mm. let's see how my brain absorbs i've only watched it once this week so now we're finally on potentially equal footing (laughs) So first question, I don't really expect anyone to necessarily know the answer, but I just Love thought it. it's something we should uh, learn a little bit about in a way. I don't know. Right. So the school trip has begun as the Mordale students are split up into three groups and set out to explore the war memorial set in France. However, it's actually not in France, but filmed in England, filmed in England but still at a military cemetery. I'm going to list three military cemeteries and you can guess which one. So A, Shorncliffe Military Cemetery. B, Cambridge American Cemetery, or C, Brookwood Military Cemetery. Have yeah. a guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, Matt can go first this week. I said A, Shorncliffe or whatever it was. Sean I B, Cambridge, whatever it was. Oh. Matt, you did know it all along. You were right. It's A, Shorncliffe. <sighs> all right, shit. The trip's 15 minutes behind schedule. Hurry the fuck up, Quinton. As we see Mr. Hendricks bribe the bus driver an extra 20 euros to get the trip back on schedule. The camera zooms out as we see a shot of three buses all lined up with the Mordale bus in the middle of a baby blue bus and a mint green bus as we see the final students come on board. Not being a similar colour to the other two buses, what is the main colour of the bus we see throughout the entirety of the episode? I think it'll also get into like color definitions, but we we can dispute it if there yeah, is. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like I've given this color two names already. <laughs> uh, Mabel, you're up first. I went red slash burgundy. Mm, I thought it was more like orange slash brown slash mustard. Oh, it was definitely more of an orange slash brown slash mustard. God, we can dispute later no, if you want to. Like, I'll, I'll look up a picture later, I guess. <laughs> Next question. During a really, I didn't like the scene at all. During a strange slapstick comedy scene with Jakob, we see him bumble around as he tries to make a hot drink for himself and Jean <laughs> yeah. as they wait for their appointment. They really dumbed Jakob down. I, it's it really so bad. Yeah. yeah. He eventually finds Jean in a dispute with the hospital staff as her frustrations continue to rise. She exclaims to Jakob that she needed him there as he reassures her he had only left to make what hot drink. Is it specific? Does he say something specific? He does. Oh, shit. I mean, it's not like... No, I don't know. Okay, we'll see what happens, right? Mm. Matt. I said tea. Mabel. I said tea, and then I added calming question marks. I'm like, how much more specific did he get? The answer is just tea. Well done. Yeah, yeah. But it's... I mean, I can see why it's a question, because, like, if you weren't paying attention, you just think coffee, because... Yeah. mm -hmm. Why would you make tea out of a machine like that? The whole time at the coffee machine, I was like, whatever liquid's coming out doesn't look like coffee. Yeah. And then when he finally said to you, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Moving on. Gene and Jakob's incompatibility has led to this, with the two arguing over Gene's past sex life, ending with Jakob wanting a paternity test, saying he doesn't trust Gene. The catalyst for all this being when the two ran into Dan, who's getting a rash checked out. A throwback to season one. What was the scenario where we first met Dan? When you're ready, Mabel, you're up. Um, I wrote, he walks into Otis's room looking for the toilet. Matt? Yeah, I had the same thing. Correct. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, like, I was almost going to go with like him being in a dressing gown in the, in the kitchen. And I was like, mm. hey, no, we started this whole stupid bedroom toilet mix-up trope. Well done, well done. Good times. He, he, and he called Gene mum at one point as well. Oh, yeah. season one. Yeah. I was really happy to see him again, to be honest. Like, yeah. just for a reason for us to use Dan again. Like, yeah. he, he's just, he's a memorable guy. <laughs> he is. Very. All right. 
in a parallel situation to her father, Ola and Lily discover out that they may not be as compatible with, with one another as they first had thought. The two argue, argue of the existence of alien life throughout the galaxy. Meanwhile, Mr. Hendricks gets the party started with what song and by what artist. I wouldn't have guessed the artist, but I thought maybe you guys might have known. I've got nothing, Matt. Just tell us what it is. I don't know if I've got it. I just have a, yeah. a suspicion. I said Push It by Salt and Pepper. No? Maybe you have nothing? I have nothing. It's uh, Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic. Mm. I don't know what that, that is. That is not true, Mabel. <laughs> you would know it if you heard it. It's a, yeah. okay. not a good title. Maven Otis finally gets some alone time. However, obviously not in such an ideal setting as the two get left behind at a random petrol station in France as Otis continues to freak out and exclaim that they that he needs Maeve's help to speak French. Maeve exclaims that she doesn't know French. However, Emma McKay is completely fluent in the language, true or false. Who Emma McKay plays Maeve if no, someone didn't know that. Yeah. Is it McKay or Mackie? I don't know. Okay. Who's... It's you, Mabel. I'm false i don't know matt i said true mabel rough week for you it's true <sighs> i should know it's so random for you to question that yeah it is but i'm pretty good at being random so yeah yeah there you go that's trivia oh so what's the score now um 23 to 20 matt's in the lead okay that's manageable I it is manageable okay yeah cool cool there you go Thanks for listening. Um, watch yeah. season three, episode six ahead of time. And we will see yeah. the Let aftermath of the French trip. Or not. Yeah, do you yeah. sex? Send us, send us your best sex. You know? Yes. Sex, oh. please. please, actually. Mm. Just, we're, it, we're soliciting it. So well, oh, we're yeah. not soliciting dick pics. Okay. We're soliciting no dick pics. Te- we're, soliciting, we're soliciting text-based sex, please. Do it. <laughs> yeah. okay. Majority rules here, so. Right. Yeah. Cool. cool. Thanks for listening. We'll Thanks. see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.